Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Well, welcome back to the show, RenegadeTalk.fm, where we don't sugarcoat shit and everything we say, Marky Mark, all comes true, doesn't it? It sure does. We're prophets. We're the prophets of the internet radio. Yeah, and you better start listening to us. I was on uh, YouTube looking at those young Turks. What a bunch of turds these people are. Anyway, welcome to the show. And I don't want to hear any more of this. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, Marla's in uh, Vegas. We're in- uh, yeah, she's uh, making money for us. We're gonna. T- she's understanding why there's water shortage. Why is that? There's not enough rain. There's not enough rain. Okay. Yeah, coming up with a new show. Uh, we are in negotiations, as they say. You're going to be interesting, Mark. Anyway, so uh, we have a lot of things to talk about today. First off, uh, about the big penis, as they call British Petroleum, uh, $20 billion Obama set aside. In an escrow account. In an escrow account for a third party to take care of. And it makes a lot of sense. It does, because BP is going to screw the small people over. Well, what's going to be nice is the real people are going to get screwed over, the attorneys. Because mm. with that money in there, that means they don't need attorneys. It's all arbitration. Mm-hmm. And the people will get money. And they will get a settlement, and it'll be a lot quicker, and the attorneys don't get a piece of it. So that means everything goes to the people. And that's what they need to do. I like it. Uh, 2.5 million barrels a day is what Big Penis has achieved. Wow, it sure went higher than the 5,000 they were talking about. Uh, You know what? Everybody's a liar. That's why we say on the show, lie, lie, more fucking lies. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Renegade Nation, we have been bullshitted to the nth degree here. You know, now it's 2.5 million barrels and gallons and whatever. I mean, if you look at the pictures on the internet and watch that thing gushing, I think it's more than that. I think it's a lot more than that. And they're not saying the truth because that'll really piss everybody off. And everybody's pissed now. They're really going to be pissed. Even the Dutch were going to come over three days after it spilled out to help us kind of suck up the oil. Mm-hmm. And our government said, said no. no, thank you. No, don't come over here. Don't come over. Well, um, there's a lot of stuff going on with the uh, people like Rush Limbaugh uh, saying that the uh, extreme environmentalists blew it up. Because they don't want anybody uh, digging uh, oil out of the ocean floor. I mean, all kind of wacko shit's going on. I mean, nobody knows the actual truth. Again, we're being led to believe a bunch of crap. And we are, Mark. I mean, yeah, yeah, nobody tells the goddamn truth. Well, the one guy that actually is telling the truth Who's is that? the ex-governor of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Of Illinois. No, we're getting to him later. But they won't let the president come in. No, there's some people that are trying to tell the truth. Okay. So he's trying to tell the truth. We're trying to tell the truth. Okay, let me say on BP. BP's chairman, the comment that really pissed off a lot of people in Louisiana, and and really not, uh, let's not say Louisiana, let's say the whole United United States. States. This guy thinks his shit doesn't stink, and he's a fucking big pissant. He talks with that stupid accent. He's a fucking moron, and he said, this is what he said, and he told reporters in Washington, I'm not even going to say his goddamn name. Quote, unquote, I hear comments sometimes that large oil companies are greedy companies or don't care, but that is not the case with BP. We care about the small people. He does. You know why he cares about small people? Why? Because they buy the oil. Oh, well, all small people. Then we're all small That's compared to him. right. No, really, when you think about it, they're in it to make the almighty dollar. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Where the small people use And the small the people are the ones that use the product. Because, again, everybody thinks petroleum deals with the gasoline in their engines. Petroleum, folks, is made in your lipstick. 
Oh, yeah. It's, plastic, it's in everything. It's a lot of stuff. Car, it is made, petroleum products is everything. Anyway, Justin Taffinder of New Orleans was not amused. Quote, unquote, we're not small people. We're human beings. They're no greater than us. We don't bow down to them. We don't pray to them. Who the fuck? This guy's Swedish, and his comments may have been uh, an, an unintentional slight. You know what? When you say you say it, that's it. I don't want... Don't come back and say you're sorry. Well, he's not trying to come back and say he's sorry. He meant it. Small people. We but, are. We're small but, people. But coastal residents are angry over the spill, the oil spill disaster, and BP CEO Tony Hayward, he's another one. I want my life back. Yeah, his life of getting blowjobs, sitting on a yacht, doing nothing. Poor thing. Well... He does want his life he back. He wants his life back. But the 11 people that died, they want their life back. Yeah, they want their life back, too. And the families would like to have them back. Yeah, well, I think those families better... I hope they sue the living daylights. They will. They, they will. will. Anyway, Terry Hanners, who is retired from the state and federal law enforcement, has a small construction company in Gulf Shores, Alabama, said the small people remark revealed something about BP's frame of mind. These BP people I've met are good folks. I've got a good rapport with them. The guy said he's 74, but BP does not care about us. They are so far above us. We are the nickel and dime folks of this world. You're wrong, people. You know who puts all these people on a pedestal? Who? You. Thank you. There you go. You dumbasses. You put everybody on a pedestal, so yeah, you're the small potatoes. Just like baseball players, mm-hmm. basketball players. They're all put on pedestals. You, you know, yesterday, again, I'm, all, I'm going to the bank, our favorite place. Mm-hmm. There's less women working there now, Rich. Really? Yeah, yeah, there's more guys working there. Maybe they're in Vegas making But anyway, four of the guys are there, no women. So we're, they're going like basketball. It was mm-hmm. Acres in Boston tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah who and cares? I, go, I go, guys, yeah, why don't you get a life? Mm-hmm. Why do you give a damn about these people? They don't give a damn about you. You don't care. See, you yeah. are little people. Yeah, the only right. thing you're doing is supplying them their money because of the endorsements and everything else. So I, I get could, real. I could care less about this game seven. Yeah, I don't care. Big deal. Who, you know what? They're going to win. They're going to win all the money. And so rah, rah, rah. So you have a big night tonight. You feel good about yourself in your, in your lousy, stupid life. That something makes you feel good for five minutes. But you know what? After, you're right back in the same shit where you started. But we bring ourselves down, down. because we build them. Right. Up. They're no better than anybody else. That's right. So guess what? You're going to be little people. Anyway, Obama's speech, there's a pipe. This is what he said. There's a pipe spewing a gazillion gobs of oil into the golf boat. So let's build some windmills. <laughs> <laughs> For his reputation as the nation's top talker, and he is, he's a great speaker. At Renegade Nation, he is a great speaker. I said in 2006 and seven when he was running, and so did Marla. At the uh, National Convention Center. Yeah, I, you know, at the Democratic National Convention in 2004, yeah. I said, here's the next dude coming up the line. They're already setting this guy up because he, he's a great speaker. And but, all the little people were behind him. All the him. little people fell for his great speeches, which basically I said, and I will say it again, you want to change? You, you got, got it. it. You got the change. <laughs> now, this uh, speech that he gave last night in the Oval Office, he took a sweet time giving this, uh, giving his maiden Oval Office address to the country and waiting another nearly 60 days now to speak nationally about this mess in the Gulf that's become the worst environmental disaster in the nation's history. Now, Obama, Mark, is the first modern president to pass his full year in office without addressing the country from the, that historic From the Oval Office. Yeah, that's right. From the I wonder why office. that is. Why is that? He's too busy running around. He's playing golf when you 
you got the memorial services for the 11 guys mm-hmm. that were killed. He went to boxers campaign instead of being on the memorial service. He's a busy man. For 18 minutes, he delivered the words crisply, crisply and forthrightly through to distracting anxious viewers with his fidgeting hands like the lecturing professor he once was. And the first three minutes was only about the oil drilling situation. After that, it was all propaganda. It's all propaganda. It was yeah. all propaganda. Some people are actually saying that Bush did a better job with Katrina than this guy's doing with this oil spill. Can you believe that? Well, they want Bush back. They want Bush back. Okay. There's been signs all over the country. Bring George back. Bring George back. Anyway, but watching the president and hearing him was a little creepy, don't you think so? Wasn't it creepy looking the way he looked? No. That early portion of the address was robotic. You lack, I mean, to that, me, but that's him. It, it lacked real energy, but he has. He has no emotion. Yeah, but he usually has that energy, and he's. We're gonna change the world. We're gonna, you know, you, that rah rah speech wasn't there. I'm gonna kick some booty. I'm going to kick some booty. Yeah, I'm going to kick some booty. He is more presidential now. See, when you're on the campaign is one Mm -hmm. thing. But now that you're the president, Mm -hmm. you are different. You know, he should have been down there like after the first week or second week and said, what the fuck is this? No, as soon as the damn thing blew up, they should have known what was going to be next. Yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't do it. Anyway, but the Dutch, the Dutch knew. The Dutch knew. That's why they called us up and go, hey, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson knew. <laughs> they have all their inventions. They they want to. No, take it was over. Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. I get confused with. That's the why you got me on the show. Okay, even Obama's cheerleaders over at MSNBC, <laughs> our favorite ostrich media network. Thank you, Mark. We're complaining. Where was the how in the speech? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to stop this? How in the fuck did this happen? I mean, come on. Where's the how? We're in bringing it? all the intelligent people together to come up with a solution to resolve this issue. See how political that sounded. And there's nothing wrong with that statement. It's, it's absolutely. It's neutral. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, local Gulf Coast officials are tearing out their hair, trying to comprehend and comply with 17 federal agencies falling all over themselves to do the boss bidding and help impose as, or superimpose their visions and regulations on what is a war zone with hundreds of ships and some 30,000 people involved, many of them frightened. God, I just think about how... Guaranteed I am to have great health care three years from now. CBS's Mark Knoller noted on his Twitter account, the president has allotted exactly 20 whole minutes this morning, 1,200 fleeting seconds, to his first ever conversation with the corporation responsible for this fucking disaster. Can you believe that? Well, he's finally talking to the CEOs. Then, uh, he, got, then he got an important lunch with Joe. I witnessed the World Cup's first tie, Biden. <laughs> Hey, has he talked to our guy, Joe the Plumber, yet? No, he hasn't. You know, the plumber might know how to fix that pipe. Uh, Instead, Obama was like a Harvard-trained nurse talking vacation to a new patient bleeding all over the ER floor. Hello, could we please stop the bleeding, the blood flow here before we discuss the long-term recovery? Following the advice of his chief of staff, Rahm, I got a rent-free apartment from BP advisor Emmanuel. <laughs> Obama is determined to leave no crisis unused. When he got into the decades-long fossil fuel addiction rehab stuff, his eyes shone. He's delivery post now, now think about what that guy just said. We're not going to let any mm-hmm. disaster go unused. There you go. We're going to make something good of this. Oh, by the way, this is from the LA Times that we pulled off the air. Yes, yeah. thank you. Obama's historic presidential campaign was not only big in terms but of unpresented three quarters of a billion dollars to win. It was about big promises, which we've talked about. Promise. I'm going to change things. I'm going to make things better for you. I'm going to do this. Do this. I'm going to do it for you. 
I didn't believe one word that guy said the whole fucking time he was running. He never said anything. Norm McCain. I think McCain said a little bit more than Obama did, but no. I, I, you know, I don't no. want to get it. Okay, that's over. But he, no. did, he really said a lot of things that didn't mean anything. Like there wasn't any any depth to there the was speeches. Not hows. Yeah, how? How? Yeah, how? 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 How yeah. are going to do this? He was going to change America radically, reform the entire education system, health care, comb the entire federal budget line by line. Oh, yes, and change the 200-year partisan ways of the Capitol. About the only big change the White Sox fan did, didn't promise was getting the Cubs a World Series ring. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said he was going to change everything. And look at it. We're in more of a mess than we, we have ever been. Hallelujah, brother. And you know what? I feel we're getting, we're getting a lot of emails from people that say we're doomsdayers and we're negative and we're No, we're not. This is on every talk radio station around the country. They're all saying the same shit. Well, you can listen to somebody else say that's going to be good. Yeah, go go ahead. for it. Go, yeah, yeah, go for yeah, it. Go for it. You know, I got more and more people that are actually saying what you and I are saying now. Yeah, we've they're, been saying they're it. They're saying by the next election, even though everybody thinks the Republicans are going to take over mm-hmm. both the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. that it's going to be worse. And you're right, because inflation hasn't even shown its ugly head. And when it does... When you look at inflation, like a car 10 years ago cost 10000 bucks. That same car today cost 20000 mm-hmm. Now, have you doubled your income? Nope. Hell no. Taxes and, have gone up? That's yeah. right. So when you think about what inflation is going to do to that car and, the, and what it does to your savings, your savings, mm-hmm. it cuts it in half, folks. Good luck. It's going to get better. Anyway, <laughs> coming up after the break, we got to take a break. Uh, there's a new report that's coming out about uh, our favorite one of our favorite places in the Middle East called what? Afghanistan. 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 The U.S. Now listen to this, Renegade Nation. The U.S. finds mineral riches in Afghanistan. And we'll be right back. Nonstop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade talk radio. 